0: DeAndre Golston hits the greatest buzzer beater in Missouri basketball history on the same weekend where the first touchdown is scored by a Missouri Tiger in Super Bowl history. So lots to celebrate coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making this show your first listen. Every day we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And by the way, with LinkedIn jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help you achieve your 2023 goals, so post your job for free at LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. And wow, DeAndre Golston, what else can you say at this point? You could have argued to me that, well, the UCF game obviously not nearly as big of. As, as big of stakes as this Tennessee game, with, without a doubt. But man, that considering the degree of difficulty and, well, the semi-lucky nature of the shot, you could have argued maybe that was the best buzzer beater in Mizzou history. But I'll tell you now... This is it. This is the one, folks. No offense to Lee Coward or Clarence Gilbert or anybody else who's hit some some notable buzzer beaters over the years. I think when you're on the road against the number six team in the country, you pull up from 40 feet with less time, by the way. 4.2 seconds, less time than the Tyus Edney play. That was 4.8 as I looked up this morning. No, 4.2 seconds is all it took for DeAndre Golston to pull up from about, oh, I don't know, 40 feet or so, lean in, and yeah, swish the shot, by the way. No bank needed on this particular one just an unbelievable play by Golston and I will just say that the people I was watching the game with of course we all went completely insane but oddly myself and and the people I were talking to Well, we were all a little bit oddly confident at the end of that. Why is that? I guess maybe it was residual energy from the Central Florida game when Golston did bank in that game-winning three. But, yeah, my old high school teammate Jake was turning 40 years old, and he kind of called it. He said, hey, just give Golston the ball and see what happens. You know, there is something to the fact that DeAndre Golston, he's kind of like, you know, to use an analogy – He's sort of like the fast horse that needs to be broken in a little bit, right? I've always liked the fast horses, if you will, just to use that analogy. I'd I'd rather have a guy who maybe is a little bit too aggressive, maybe a little bit overconfident, if you will, than a guy who is actually afraid of the basketball. Well, clearly DeAndre Golston is afraid of nothing. And for a guy who is going to spend probably a little bit less than a year on campus, in Columbia. Well, he's made quite an impression. A guy who's who's whose memory is going to linger for decades here in Columbia if you're a Mizzou basketball fan. No question about that. So an incredible play and obviously an incredible start for Missouri in that basketball game. Just another another really excellent offensive performance by this team. And of course, well, you got to give credit to Rick Barnes because I think in the second half He realized, you know what? We need to downsize a little bit here because Missouri was taking advantage of that bigger Tennessee squad. I think, you know, they got, they got the second big man off the court in the second half. And suddenly, well, that smaller Tennessee team was able to match up a little bit better with Missouri. And even more importantly, offensively, suddenly they were kind of unstoppable in the second half. And let's be real too. My God, the officiating was just absolutely brutal because in the first half of this basketball game you know they were letting them play as the old saying goes and whether you like that or not whether you like that officiating or not The bottom line is, in the second half, it was a completely different style of basketball. Suddenly, every touch foul was called. Kobe Brown is getting in foul trouble. DeMoy Hodge fouls out. I mean, it was kind of a nightmare, second half. It really was. Until the very end, when obviously Golston hit that shot. And by the way, Golston... Played a really good game. Forget about the, the the crazy shot at the end to win it. Even if you take that away, he was excellent, in my opinion, in this basketball game. Hitting tough shot after tough shot in critical moments. And yes, while I think at times, again, he's the fast horse, right? So occasionally he's going to get out of pocket occasionally. Occasionally he's going to take some shots and and make some decisions that are a little bit overly aggressive. But again, you need those guys On the road in a tough environment when things aren't going great, by the way, Missouri led by 17 points at one moment in that second half and obviously whittled Tennessee whittled that entire lead away. Well, you know, that's going to tend to create some anxiety, right? The crowd starts getting into the basketball game and it really just felt like it was inevitable that Tennessee was going to come through and win that game. But again, for some reason at the very end, Just something told me that Missouri had a chance there. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was, again, maybe it was the residual good feelings from UCF. I don't know. But somehow, some way, Missouri got it done, and that's as good a victory as Missouri has had in basketball since joining the Southeastern Conference. And speaking of the officiating, obviously Kobe Brown has some legitimate beefs on certain moments in that game with the officials, in particular, in my opinion, his second foul, when Kobe Brown played basically perfect defense. He jumps out and anticipates a handoff to Zakai Ziegler, the the Tennessee point guard, and, and Ziegler basically runs directly into Kobe Brown's chest, and for whatever reason, that's a foul on Brown. Now, you could argue that maybe... Missouri's most important player doesn't need to be hedging that far out and that hard 30 feet from the basket or whatever but I I don't know to me you can't play better defense than that however having said that I will say there is something that Kobe Brown tends to do that he needs to clean up a little bit and I think he'll avoid these foul situations a couple of his fouls was based on well he's basically just standing there with his arms up in the air. The problem is he's hanging his arms over the defender a little bit. If you look at that, there needs to be no angle. If you really want to get straight up and get vertical, then literally you need to put your arms directly in the air where there is no angle over the top of the defender. Well, sometimes... Kobe Brown's got 15, 20 degrees of angle over the top of the defender, and while, yeah, that seems like a cheap, ticky-tack foul in a lot of situations, I'm just telling you, referees in college basketball in 2023, they're going to call that foul every single time, just about. So Kobe needs to learn on that just a little bit. Again, a very nitpicky thing there to me, but at the same time, If Kobe wants to stay on the floor, and by God, we need him on the floor, he played 30 minutes in this basketball game, I'm pretty sure Dennis Gates would have played him 36 or 37 if he could have. So yeah, that's critical. Those six or seven minutes where Kobe wasn't on the court for the Tigers could have ended up costing us the basketball game. So... Just a little thing there to me that Kobe, as excellent as he's been this year, and no doubt he's a first-team All-SEC guy this year, just one thing he needs to clean up to me and he can stay on the court a little bit more. And coming up, you know, the beauty of that DeAndre Golston shot, really, is we don't even have to to worry that much about the Isaiah Mosley situation. So of course, we'll, we'll touch on that just a little bit, and even more importantly, yes, the other half of the greatest sports weekend of my sports fandom. Yes, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl on the back of a Nick Bolton touchdown, the first one by a Tiger in Super Bowl history. So let's get to all of that. Of course, you know I have the Mizzou angles on the Super Bowl. But first, I got to tell you, as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 depends on the team members you surround yourself with. Well, that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, because with LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. And I'll tell you, I can just tell you from personal experience, when you find that right person to hire for your business, you actually can't wait to give them money. Because it's a great trade for you. They're making your lives better and easier. So let LinkedIn Jobs help you quickly attract the qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering qualified hires versus their leading competitors. So LinkedIn Jobs once again helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to Faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college hoops in one place, plus hear from the big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. That's Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get audio podcasts as well. And once again, yes. The Isaiah Mosley thing continues. That's unfortunate. That's all I'll say. The only thing... I think I can speak for all Missouri fans here and just say, whatever's going on in Isaiah Mosley's life, we wish you well, bud. The the frustration here is because you're such a good player. We just want you out there. That's all. And honestly, I'm surprised that Missouri was able to pull that victory out without Mosley. I thought... Tennessee was such a good team defensively, frankly, the number one team defensively in the country by some metrics. So I just thought that they would really need Mosley's playmaking. So the fact that the Tigers were able to pull this one out, you know, maybe, maybe they have a higher ceiling without Mosley than I gave them credit for, but clearly with Mosley, the Tigers ceiling is even higher. So Isaiah, whenever you can come back. We'll take you back. That's all I can say at this point. But this team's pretty, pretty darn good, even without him. No question about that. And by the way, from Tennessee's perspective, I thought Rick Barnes and the Volunteers did the right thing with 4.2 seconds left when they fouled Sean East with a three-point lead in the game. I, I thought that was the right move. Obviously, even though it didn't work out for the Volunteers, Missouri ends up winning on a, a 40-foot heave that DeAndre Olson hits all net with. But if you look at the actual odds of that happening, again, just objectively, Palm.com gave Missouri a slightly less than 2% chance of winning the game with 4.2 seconds left. That includes if they hit a 2 and went to overtime, by the way. Not just that in terms of making the game-winning shot. So... How do you argue against that? To me, that if anybody is mad at Rick Barnes right now, well, that's that's just arguing with the result over the process because I think Tennessee got the process correct there. And to that point, let's go to the Super Bowl. What did the Kansas City Chiefs do to win that football game? Well, instead of taking the touchdown, Jarek McKinnon took a knee on the one-yard line quite wisely in my opinion, and then Kansas City proceeds to take two more knees with Patrick Mahomes setting up Harrison Butker for the game-winning field goal. Well, what does all this have to do with the Missouri Tigers, you might be asking yourself? Oh, yeah. Remember the Auburn game when Missouri, at the end of regulation, did the exact same thing as Missouri did, or excuse me, as the Kansas City Chiefs did in Super Bowl 57 yesterday, and they set up a game-winning field goal with Harrison Butker, their essentially all-American, all-world kicker, whatever you want to call him, whatever, whatever you want to, whatever you know titles you want to put in front of his name. You're pretty darn sure that Harrison Butker was going to make a chip shot there. You're pretty sure that Harrison Mevis was going to make a chip shot. Same thing for the Tigers. I just realized we have two Harrisons there at place kicker. I think I messed him up there, but obviously what I meant is that Harrison Mevis, you expected him to make that kick, just like you expected Harrison Butker to make that kick. And just like you expected, okay, if we foul Sean East here, what, what's the worst case scenario here? They're going to make two, they're going to make one. Well, either way, they're going to have to foul us, blah, blah, blah. The fact that DeAndre Golston made the shot there, that shouldn't make you question yourself. That's all I'm saying. And my point is, if you're a Missouri fan, look what just happened yesterday for the Chiefs. Look what happens in that scenario. 99% of the time, Missouri wins the game against Auburn. So just because, once again, once again, just because Missouri lost the game, that doesn't mean they did the wrong thing. That's the whole point. And you know what? Honestly, if you think about that Missouri Tennessee game, the Tigers were so good offensively in that game, hitting over. Half their three-pointers, over half their twos as well. Only seven turnovers. If Missouri would have lost that game, it would have felt a little bit unjust. And I gotta be honest, obviously even though I'm a huge Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs fan, it felt a little bit unjust that Jalen Hurts lost that football game. And you know what? Let's talk more about the Super Bowl because... The irony of that game for me is, as somebody who talks into a microphone about sports a lot, we're going to get some takes right, you are going to get some takes wrong too. And I've never been more right and wrong at the same time in the same game. So let's talk more about that. But first, let's talk about Built Bar. Because if you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the calories and sugar of your sort of store-bought candy bar nonsense, well, guess what? Then you gots. To try Built Bar because we just got through the holidays. Valentine's Day is coming up tomorrow. But you know what? We got to eat a little bit healthier this year, right? And if you're like me and you're trying to drop a couple pounds, but you don't want to compensate and just leave taste completely behind, well, you got to try Build because Built is is healthy and yes, actually tasty. It's perfect for that New Year's resolution. And guess what? Not only are built Bars available at Bilt.com, now you can get them at Walmart and Sam's Club as well. And those of you in Columbia know we got plenty of Walmarts around. And obviously, if you're close to Sam's Club, just go ahead and pull off the highway right now. Don't even bother with the on-ramp. Just go through the grass. Just tell them I gave you permission and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro, and you know what? You can thank me later. Well, if you're listening at this point to Locked On Mizzou, thank you very much because you're one of the... True, true fans of this program, and honestly, I, I can't believe Locked On pays me to do this. I'm having an absolute blast today. If you can't tell, a huge Missouri win, a huge Chiefs win doesn't get much better than that. So again, thank you all very much because you know what? There's not really much of a Mizzou angle to this last segment here. I, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk about the Super Bowl here a little bit and football in general. Because to me, the irony of this Super Bowl for me as a football fan, as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, is I've never been more right about something than I was about my evaluation of Patrick Mahomes. When the Chiefs traded up to get Mahomes, I'll be honest, I was kind of hoping the Chiefs would take Deshaun Watson, who obviously has been a good player, but a bit problematic off the field. Less said about that, the better at this moment. But the point is, once I started watching the Mahomes film, I thought, okay, let's see what this guy really looks like. I was like, oh, my God, this guy is incredible. What is going on? I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing is the point. And, well, history has shown that, uh, well, now two Super Bowl championships in, yeah, the, the Patrick Mahomes pick was incredible, and that was an incredible evaluation by me. Having said that, though, I've never been more wrong than I was about Jalen Hurts in a college evaluation because, you know what, I was a little dismissive of his time at Oklahoma because I just felt like, ah, you know, Lincoln Riley, he can he can make anybody look good, right? And, and, and I always thought Jalen Hurts as a human being, and as a person, and as a teammate was incredibly impressive. The way he handled getting benched in the national title game for, for Tua, I mean, How can you not be impressed with Jalen Hurts and his character? So that part was incredibly impressive to me. But when the Eagles traded up in the second round of the draft to get Jalen Hurts, I'll be honest with you, I laughed out loud. I was totally dismissive of it. I thought, wow, they're really overvaluing character here for a guy who, to me, looked like a one-read-and-then-scramble kind of quarterback. Well, guess what? I think I was right in my evaluation of Jalen Hurts at the time, but Jalen Hurts got better, ladies and gentlemen, because he was incredible yesterday. Other than, of course, the one mistake he made where he dropped the ball, Nick Bolton picked it up and ran it into the end zone. Well, you know what? Patrick Mahomes made a similar mistake against Cincinnati a couple weeks ago, too. Fortunately, the Chiefs ended up winning the game, so it didn't end up costing them anything. But everybody, everybody messes up every once in a while. Almost cursed there, caught myself. <laughs> but seriously, everybody is going to make a mistake occasionally. Especially a quarterback, the most pressure-packed position in all of sports. You're going to mess up occasionally. But to me, Jalen Hurts was absolutely incredible. And my point in this whole segment is just, I got to remind myself. And I think all of us should remind ourselves as well that we shouldn't be so hard and fast in our opinions. While, yeah, I think Jalen Hurts was kind of a one-read and scramble. You know, if he did, if the first guy wasn't open, he kind of took off and ran. Well, he's not that guy anymore. He was incredible yesterday. The passes he was throwing were spectacularly accurate at times. I mean, some of those passes, it was like, wow, the Chiefs guy was right there. What could we have done better? And he puts it right on the money. And, of course, his running ability, despite his shoulder injury, he he's just as tough of a customer as Patrick Mahomes. People talked about, obviously, Mahomes' high ankle injury. Well, Jalen Hurts, he had a, a pretty significant shoulder injury too. Well, didn't seem like it when he was plowing his head in and that shoulder into those quarterback sneaks over and over again. So all i got to say is, to me, Like I said, DeAndre Golston, to me, hit the best buzzer beater in Missouri basketball history. I don't know that we've ever seen a better, more entertaining, and competitive Super Bowl than that, especially when you consider, again, Hurts made one mistake. But other than that, he was absolutely fabulous. And to me, actually, the Eagles overall were the better team. But man, Patrick Mahomes, dude on a high ankle injury, coming through getting the championship there. To me, that was a Michael Jordan, LeBron James kind of moment there. I'm a big basketball guy, so I have to make the basketball comparison there. I, I just thought Holmes, Mahomes was unbelievable there. His stats aren't going to gonna blow you away necessarily compared to some of his games. But to me, the, of his three Super Bowls that he's played in so far, this was by far the best game he played. I, I thought he was basically perfect yesterday. So, again, hey, Thank you all for indulging me in that final Super Bowl segment. I just wanted to get my thoughts out there. I mean, come on. It's not every day that the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl, so I appreciate you all hanging with me. And again, thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our brand-new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Isaac Shade, Andy Patton, they bring you everything you need to know on and off the court plus hear from the big name experts, coaches, players throughout the basketball landscape. That's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get finer podcasts. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks for listening to Locked on Mizzou.